Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week eight of the WTF with the football NFL Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. So what did we learn? Or I should say, what did we find out in week eight? What were the biggest questions? What were the takeaways? What were the WTF moments in week eight? Well, first, we started the season Thursday night with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dropping their third straight game with, yes, Baker Mayfield. He's actually in commercials now. Did you see that? This time to the Buffalo Bills. I think everybody thought that. I know I bet on the game. And yes, we we won. Or I should say, I won. The can the Bucks find a way to turn it around? Who knows? It's really hard because when they pay, when they play lesser teams, they're fine. But when they play decent teams, not so much. The Cowboys came out of the gate running against the Los Angeles Rams. I'm not really sure what's going on in Los Angeles there. The number one uh, overall pick and number two overall pick, Bryce Young for Carolina and Houston C.J. Stroud. They faced off for the first time this weekend and probably the worst news ever. And I'm just so, so sad for Kirk Cousins. He has a torn Achilles. He um, hurt it in the fourth quarter. And usually that is a non-contact injury, as we saw by there was another defensive tackle who is out for the season with a torn Achilles. And we know that's what Aaron Rodgers is dealing with right now. So uh, Kirk has worked so hard not only to gain respect and love from his teammates in Minnesota, but just to have his last season under contract go that way. We just wish him Godspeed, and I'm just so sad for him. In Tennessee, the Titans, they have a new rookie quarterback who is standing in for uh, Ryan Tannehill, who they keep saying is not quite ready to play, but His NFL debut, he threw four touchdown passes and the Titans win over the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, the Steelers see that quarterback on Thursday, the following week, week nine, and I'm a little nervous because we will have a beat up, hopefully Kenny Pickett. They said he is going to be game time decision. We hope it's not going to be if he needs a backup. It's not going to be um, number 10. We hope they may give Mason Rudolph a try. But this is going to be, Trubisky just isn't, does, just doesn't have the, what is it, the IQ for the game. So in my opinion, so that's just my opinion. I, it's not necessarily SEU's opinion, but his awareness in the pocket and his decisions he makes isn't backup worthy. It's definitely number three. So hopefully Kenny's back. We'll see what happens. But with Will Levis, um, with four touchdown passes, I'm a little nervous. Usually you're thinking, okay, they don't have their main quarterback. We have a chance, but this is going to be interesting. The surprises continued on the WTF in the late afternoon games. The San Francisco 49ers again suffered their third straight loss of the season. The Denver Broncos, they snapped their 16 game losing streak to the Kansas City streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Patrick Mahomes was sick and let's face it, Taylor Swift was not there to support her man, so they did lose. I just had to say it. Everybody else is saying it, so it was my turn. I had to say it. And on Sunday night, the Chargers easily handled the Chicago Bears. I feel bad because one of my friend's daughters was there with her boyfriend who just absolutely loves the Chicago Bears. And I'm sure he was like, well, the, the, the pretzels were good. The beer was really good, but the game probably not so much. 
So let's take a look at game by game. Well, the Lions, Detroit, let's look at that. So 26-14 over Las Vegas. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I just don't see him giving the Raiders their best chance for success. Now, I realize they say, oh, he's back from his back injury and his concussion and all this stuff. But he had a terrible night. 10 of 21 passing for 126 yards. He threw an end zone interception. He was sacked six times, obviously. And if you saw the game, those linebackers are going right for him. There's nobody blocking. It's almost like the, the Raiders don't like him. But they still feel that they're that he's the guy over rookie Aiden O'Connell. And obviously, Brian Horner isn't the answer. He wasn't even activated on Monday night. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. They have the New York Giants heading to Vegas to, I guess, help them. Even with Marcus Peters, the cornerback had a his seventh career pick six. And you thought, well, even with defensive end Max Crosby, it could give, their, give the Raiders their second three takeaway game in four games. Nope, did not help them. So the, the Detroit Lions absolutely used their um, running back, um, their new one, and it was Jamar Gibbs, and he was very, very good last night, a good rookie. So we'll see what happens, and that was definitely a game that you could forget about. I was flipping back and forth to the World Series in that game. That's how bad it was. Coming back to the Chargers-Bears, oh boy. You know, when a lot of hype is given to quarterback Justin Herbert, for the LA Chargers. See, I didn't say San Diego that time. You know, he fractured his middle finger in week four, and he had one of the worst three-game stretches of his career with that. But on Sunday, they're like, oh, he's no longer supporting the glove. He looks more comfortable. He's playing the Bears, people. 30-13? Come on. You can't say that that's like, oh, he's, he's back. He did a decent job. Denver over Kansas City. Now, this one was embarrassing. So I'm not sure why you would ever put in a sick quarterback, especially Mahomes. He just did not do a good job at all. Um, he wasn't at his best. He didn't even have a late comeback threat. And he didn't get much help. But he also threw um, a couple interceptions. And it was one of their worst losses that they'd had um, since 2021. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. And, you know, the Chiefs were 0 for 3 in the red zone. I'm talking about the Chiefs. Who says that? Now, they're 6 and 2, but still, that was really crazy. Russell Wilson did much better. He had three touchdown passes, but he definitely, he barely crossed 100 yards passing starting the fourth quarter. So, and he was also sacked four times. He also fumbled twice. So he's got some fumbling issues as well. And everyone is always saying he holds onto the ball too long, just like Jimmy Garoppolo, just like Big Ben used to, but they aren't, they aren't Big Ben, either one of them. So um, I think the biggest WTF is they finally ended the 16 game losing streak against the Chiefs. And uh, they, they got their, their next win or so good for them. I mean, I think doing that against the Chiefs was pretty big deal. Baltimore keeps going, but again, they're, they've got the easiest schedule out there, 31-24 of Arizona, which means their defense wasn't doing a great job, so they still got 24 points with a backup quarterback that now is going to be backup to the backup. So one thing I didn't like hearing from the Cardinals is their coach came out and said, after tape, Josh Dobbs is no longer the quarterback. He missed too many easy passes. He threw high in a few, threw two interceptions. And so it looks like they're going to put in a, a different quarterback until 
um, Kyler Murray gets back. So it'll be interesting to see who the number three is. Cincinnati, yeah, they won over San Francisco 31-17. That doesn't help the AFC North as far as the Steelers at all. But we are still in second place. And I say we, I mean the Steelers because we have a better in-division um, record. Now, at 4-3, and three, as the whole bottom of the field is past the um, the Ravens, it's tight. It's very tight. And if we don't get something going on, it's going to be interesting um, to see what happens down the stretch. The Seattle-Cleveland game, Seattle pulled it out at the last minute. Thank God. Um, it was 24-20, and <laughs> this was an interesting game. So I took a parlay on this game, meaning I had a three-team parlay. One was for the Vikings to win by one and a half. That was easy. The other one was for the Bills to win. That was even easier. But I think that the surprise is that the over-under, meaning the total points of the game for Seattle-Cleveland, was 37.5. And, and I thought, oh, that's so low. No problem. We even had 37 points. The game had 37 points by halftime. So I thought all I need is one point to win in this in the second half. Yeah, there's a reason the odds makers and the bet makers are who they are. Yeah. So they basically... Um, didn't score at all in the second half until overtime and then an overtime win um, they had a finally they had a uh, touchdown and they won 24 20 but I'm telling you it's not even easy to win what should be absolutely easy games to to bet on so that was pretty interesting but uh, we appreciate Seattle's, uh, Seattle's effort there to just push down the Browns just a little bit more. We don't, we don't need them to have any more wins. Everything, every time anyone in the AFC North loses, that helps the Steelers. The Jets, Giants, oh my gosh, 24 punts in that game. Yeah, did anybody watch it? No, we, we couldn't even watch it. It was just painful. So another comeback from the Jets. It was luck, I think. Um, embarrassingly inept for 59 minutes. I don't know how they did it in overtime. They had no business in winning that game. And the Giants had a 98% win probability with a minute 26 left in the fourth quarter per ESPN analytics. I was watching that. But the Jets committed eight penalties for 85 yards in that game and almost lost to third-string quarterback Tommy DeVito, um, the Giants, that's who was in, because Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones were not cleared. And so it was the Tommy DeVito show. And of course, you know, there was a lot of Danny DeVito jokes out there, but it was, it was absolutely insane. And when you've got Zerline winning it and with uh, the last field goals, it was crazy. So I, the punting in that game was just absolutely, I mean, when you're on red zone, you think it's going to be red zone. No, they're showing punts. They're showing punts. But you know what? Good for the Jets. I mean, I know they're having a tough season because they don't have um, Aaron Rodgers, but I, I don't like to always praise somebody in the AFC at all, even though they are in the East. New Orleans 38, Indianapolis 27. Boy, that was quite the game uh, going into that. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew, who still has difficulty connecting with receivers, and again, he threw a critical interception after halftime. I don't know what they're going to do there. They they definitely need some help in, in Indiana. Uh, Tennessee, 28. Atlanta, 23. Again, Will Levis. 
Oh my gosh. I just, I can't even imagine them putting Ryan Tannehill back in. His right high ankle sprain, they keep saying, oh, he needs another week to recover. Yeah, I'm finding that interesting. Not hard to believe. I would never say they're not doing that. But we'll see how Will does against the Steelers defense. I think it's definitely... It's definitely going to be an interesting game, to say the least. Philadelphia, they were not winning the Washington game. that They were playing the whole game, and then all of a sudden they pulled up because even Eagles lost two fumbles inside the three-yard line. But the second half was their half, so they ended up coming back and winning 38-31, to and they're the only team right now that is 7-1. and And so that, that's definitely uh, a WTF moment there. So now I have to talk about Steelers. Oh my gosh, that game had me screaming. I think I even lost my voice. We we had a lot of injuries in that game. And first of all, Minka Fitzpatrick, he went down with a hamstring injury midway through the first quarter. As we know, Kenny Pickett was knocked out of 17 seconds before the half with an injury to his ribs that did not get called for roughing the passer, which clearly was putting all their, the linebacker putting all this weight on him. But we get a call against the Steelers for something that the, even our linebacker put his weight to the side. It was the worst officiated game. Not only did, am I saying that, but Mike Tomlin said that. Um, Deontay Johnson came out and said that publicly, and there was a lot of other pundits out there saying they've never seen how bad that the Steelers game was officiated um, until this weekend. And even people who didn't like the Steelers, they're just like, it was bad. Um, Dan Moore exited briefly with a, a knee injury, which I don't think that was a terrible thing. But, the, you know, we're just hoping that Kenny's going to be okay to play Thursday because, as we've seen, once Kenny's not in there, it drops off quite a bit at quarterback. But um, the biggest problem we had is that the Jaguars have one of the best league run defense. And our run game all but disappeared. And we really needed it, especially with Kenny taken out after the first half with Najee only had uh, had seven carries for 13 yards. That's uh, atrocious. And Jalen Warren, who's that burst back there, had five carries for 13 yards. Now, they did both have nine catches and 61 yards combined, but that's not going to get it done. That is absolutely not going to get it done. So just... You know, there's just some things out there that you just can't, you just can't pay for. It's just crazy. Here's a couple things on the, that are kind of funny WTF moments. Josh Allen audible. You could really hear their game. The uh, the uh, fans were not that loud. He audible Taylor Swift, LeBron James, Jamal Adams, Rita, and my favorite, Roast Beef. That was just too funny to me. But there are also some, just some weird things that, I'm just not understanding where the refs are going with this. And I'm not sure what they're thinking out there when they, I realize some of the penalties are judgment calls, but when they are out there changing games, costing people jobs, there's got to be something done to help and hold them accountable. But I have a feeling because Mike Tomlin was pretty vocal about it. And so were a couple of players that there's going to be some fines coming through for saying anything against the refs. Well, let's hope they're fined as well for officiating such a terrible, terrible game. Just was not something you'd want to see happen to anybody. Dolphins keep rolling, rolled over New England, 31-17. 
So I hope everyone has a or had a good Halloween. And I just want you to know I saw a couple of costumes and it was <laughs> Matt Canada. <laughs> a couple people stopped by with, with red face and a kind of devil face. So I thought that was interesting that that was actually a costume. So check out some costumes. I hope things were fun. And uh, into week nine we go and to see what we can do against the Titans team who seems to have a new um, hotshot quarterback in place of Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. So everyone make it a great day and thank you for listening to the Steel City Underground WTF podcast. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website www.steelcityunderground.com 